This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Just like take care of yourself in advance. Yes. Life advice. Hey, hi everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Legally Couture. This is Erin and I have Nicole again with me this week. This is the second half of her episode. So um, if you haven't listened to the first half, definitely take a listen to that. It's on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you're listening now, you can find the other episode. And in that first half, we talked a lot about her journey to law school and um, her experience, sorry, with big law internships and all that fun stuff. In this half, we talk more about how she uses social media and mental health in law school. Yeah, so definitely enjoy this half of the episode and take a listen to that first one if you haven't yet. Okay, so into the episode now. So just a little bit about social media to start off and what we think of TikTok. I'm grateful for things like TikTok, which uh, actually gave me like tips when I was doing like applications and right. taking my LSAT that helped me along the way to get to where I am now. So um, I think TikTok is a great thing because of that, because people are able to share tips and share their stories, which is actually how I started this podcast. I started out making TikToks first about law school applications. Then I was like, I feel like I want to do something that's like bigger than like a TikTok. Like I want to do something right. that I can speak longer on because yeah. I like to talk. So I was like, I need more room for talking. Absolutely. So well, that, that, yeah, my TikTok issue is like, I like long form content better, but I do not have the time. And so I'm like, well, I'm going to not talk at all because that, that will keep me quiet. Like that will keep me on task for a TikTok. Yes. But yes. Yeah. No, exactly. It's tough because I'll try to make videos on TikTok talking. Sometimes I will, like I'll do quick, like tips for applications and stuff, but it, it's hard to condense what I'm saying. I feel like I'm a very wordy person. Right. Which might be the ADHD partly from what I've heard. Like we like to perhaps, perhaps <laughs> we like to go in roundabout ways to get places sometimes, but um, yeah. Well, I, don't, I don't know about you either, but like, I feel like sure. I can give you the short answer, but it's so much more nuanced than that. And like, yeah. I don't want to give bad advice by giving short advice. Right. And so that's the complexity of like giving helpful information on TikTok. And that is like, I found lives to be a really great opportunity to like, Oh, do yeah. what I like do this um but you know those aren't as consistent obviously as like a video that yeah. can be watched and shared by everyone yeah. so pros and cons yeah definitely yeah it's definitely like the explanation like I'll give a tip but then I'm like but now I have to explain it to you so it'll mm-hmm. it'll end up being like a two or three part like series 
yeah. which is fine. I do like that TikTok now has like the longer videos though. Like, I don't know if everyone has it now, but for a while, like just some people did the like three minute videos. Um, so that's kind of nice because that gives you a little more room if you are like trying to explain something just a little deeper. Right. But um, yeah, so I love social media for that reason because it is giving more exposure to different backgrounds and stories and just letting people like see that like anyone can go to law school if they want to. Absolutely. I always give a very impassioned like so like get on my soapbox and talk about the benefits of TikTok for that reason, right? Yeah. Like anything can be used for good or for bad, but like as far as social media platforms go, it's like I think really helped with visibility and that's like true for identities, it's true for people like figuring out like they have ADHD but like it's just yeah. been so so formative for so many people and I think in that instance the good really is outweighing the bad yeah definitely TikTok is actually what led me to get my ADHD diagnosis so um I like kept seeing videos popping up on my page about ADHD and I was like do I have ADHD <laughs> and then I like yeah, I was like, me? Do I? And then I um, I was starting like therapy because I have really bad anxiety during the pandemic. Yeah. Like I always had some anxiety, but like my health anxiety went like through the roof. Like every week right. I was convinced I was dying of something different. Understandably. So, yes. Yeah, obviously it started with COVID. I was like, well, I'm going to die of COVID, obviously. Right. And then right. it, you know, it went places. The brain goes where it wants. Totally. So I was starting therapy for that. Um, mm-hmm. And then I was like, I was seeing these videos about ADHD and I was like, well, if I'm going to be like digging into my mental health anyway, like I guess it's the time to get an ADHD evaluation. Yep. So, um, on my first day with my current therapist, I went through a couple before I found one that I like, which right. that's my advice right. to anybody looking for a therapist. If you don't feel like it's working, it's probably not the right fit. It's not that therapy isn't for you. Just try someone else and you'll find someone eventually that practices the type of therapy you're looking for, or just has like the, I don't know. The personality, like somebody that just like, yeah, yeah, vibes with you, right? Like it's so personal and like, you need the person's energy, but like also their advice to be something that you would resonate with at all. Yeah, definitely. So just keep looking. But so on my like first day with my therapist, she was going through like basic evaluation. She was like, I know you like came with a diagnosis of anxiety, but I like to do my own like diagnosis too. So she was going through criteria and I answered something about the anxiety one way. And then she was like, that leads me to another question. Have you ever been like evaluated for ADHD? And I was like, no, but I was going to ask you about that. (laughs) Amazing. That's so good. Yeah. Sorry. Keep going. No, no, that's okay. So then I just went and I got like an evaluation from a psychiatrist. So it's like official now, but yes. it's just like, it's crazy how like TikTok led me to that point. A hundred percent. My story is almost identical, except like I had to do like cognitive testing for like a certain mm-hmm. amount of hours. And it was a lot, but, um, the TikTok knew I was ADHD and bisexual before, like I had come to terms with those things. <laughs> and I'm like, thank you TikTok for like so much. Like you've given me so much. Yeah. So I have nothing but good things to say. Just yeah 100% that keeps happening to everybody on TikTok like all over the place you're seeing people being like oh my god I didn't realize I had ADHD or oh I didn't realize like I was bisexual or I didn't realize I was gay even so it's just or um or also autism I feel like now a lot of people are like I thought I had ADHD and this thing but it turns out I'm actually autistic so it's just amazing to see how the information that TikTok can spread is just leading people to kind of look more into things about themselves. Like always like something you hear on like the internet with like a grain of salt, like you never know exactly what's true, 
but just that it's like opening people's eyes to look like more into themselves to learn more about themselves is amazing. Right. And I also think like, you know, the internet obviously is expansive, but Mm -hmm. TikTok allows so many personal stories to be shared and it adds nuance to something. So like I always thought ADHD is like X, Y, or Z, right. And like Mm -hmm. seeing so many talk about it, you know, there's, Experiences were not identical. It really brought like, broadened the possibility, yes. right? Like, and so it became so much more broad in a way that was extremely helpful. And I think that yeah. can be true across like all of these things we're discussing. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, internet searches and whatnot are going to be quite tailored just to like whatever information has been cycled through repeatedly. Yes, yeah, definitely. Especially because like with TikTok, it has the for you page. So yes, like my video that I take could end up on anybody's for you page anywhere mm-hmm. in the world. And that's what's crazy about it. So it's not, it's different than like Instagram um, and like Facebook where your posts are like showing up mainly to people that you follow unless someone like looks up a hashtag that you like had on your posts. Um, So it's crazy that with TikTok, it can go anywhere. And that's how like things like this get spread. And it has definitely like, it expanded my view of ADHD and that's what made me go, what? (laughs) Me? (laughs) Could it be? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I even diagnosed my father posthumously. I like, I know that he had it. And I'm like, this was like so informative too. I'm like, I'm so glad I was able to figure that out. Yeah. No, I keep trying to tell my dad now. I'm like, you definitely have ADHD. I'm like, do you know that? I was like, you know, it runs in families, right? Genetic. You. Like, it's genetic. And like, I see me in you. Right. right. And they're like earmuffs, earmuffs. And I'm like, honestly, it could change your life. Like, go get it. Like, yeah. It's only positive. Yeah. One time when I said it to him, he was like, you know, like it could be like, it would make sense. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> Indeed. yes, yes. Because he always, he's somebody that always has like, um, big emotions. I would say like when he gets angry, like mm-hmm. he has trouble like containing really? himself. Yeah. Like he'll get really angry. And then he feels really bad after, obviously he's like, I don't know why I yelled about it. And I like tried to explain to him. I'm like, you have ADHD. That's right. emotional dysregulation. Yes. Yes. Like, like my whole childhood. Yes. Exactly. Yes. I'm like, that's because I understand now because I'm the same way. Like I have really big emotions. Like when I'm mad, like I'm mad when I'm upset. I'm upset. I cry so easily. Right. Like I'm yeah. like, you, like you can really hurt my feelings very quickly yeah, and not like thick in, in person, but something like it's that like rejection sensitivity as well. Just yeah. like. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The rejection sensitivity. When I learned about that, when I was like what <laughs> I was like that's why I can get insulted about something small my roommate and I got in a fight not even a fight I thought it was a fight because I was being <laughs> sensitive to it yeah. um, because of how my brain functions about like leaving towels out or something and she was like I wasn't trying to be mean to you she was like I was just saying like we should try to like clean up the bathroom a bit like together I wasn't trying to like single you out and I was like right. I'm sensitive Megan I was like be nice to me no, honestly, like it, and it's shown that like women, especially undiagnosed, like have trouble with friendships and things like that. Right. Yeah. And it's like, I look back and I'm like, oh, like I was struggling so hard to regulate my emotions yeah. and to like fit in and, and mask and like mm-hmm. kind of navigate social situations. Yeah. Like my poor girl, she is neurotypical and like, we will have, you know, conversations and somehow they turn into arguments and like our brains just do not speak the same way. Yeah. And I- really is a challenge. And I think now having the diagnosis, I can really like step back and be like, okay, this is like currently me and my ADHD. I need to walk away. And like, we can talk about it later. But before that, I didn't know. I just was like, just let it all out. And that could be really harmful. So I'm glad to know. 
Yeah, no, I was the exact same way. Like I remember um, when I was younger, like elementary, middle, a bit of high school, but not so much. I would like get in fights with my siblings, but like I would get like so much more upset about things and I didn't understand why. I'd be like, why can I not just like have a conversation about this thing that we're like fighting over? I'm like, why is it turning into like me yelling and like screaming and crying? Like, what is it? But I'm like, it's just, it's the way my brain was. But now that I know that, I know like when I need to take a step back from a situation, like I can let myself know, okay, like this is too much for your brain. Like it's too much. You're like overstimulated. Like take a step back and you can like try to talk about it again later. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And that's why I think a diagnosis is so helpful. Like one of the many reasons. Yeah. Whether you want to take medication or not, I currently um, do take medication, but just um, when I need it, I have a stimulant. So it's like, I choose when to take it and when not to take it. There's other options as well for people that don't want stimulants. I did try one of those first, but it didn't work for me. Um, but it can be like, um, Stratera is a really big one that is beneficial to a lot of people with ADHD. That's not a stimulant. So if you have ADHD and you're interested in medication, but don't want to go the stimulant route, you could talk to your, um, psychiatrist about trying something like that because it does work for like half of people, I believe. Um, I also think that um, one of the introductory things you can try as well, especially if you aren't approved yet to get stimulants, just because sometimes like your doctor's going to require an official diagnosis, yeah. um, is Wellbutrin, which is technically an antidepressant, but it also has the elevating effect in, in, like that can slightly assist people with ADHD. So yeah. I'm on stimulants and I like have no shame in that. It is what I require in order to do the like focusing that I need to do here and like at my job, but it is definitely a personal decision and everyone really yeah. has to weigh those yeah. and cons for it. For me, it's not even the focus. Too. It's also like I become a human being. Like I'm not, I was so socially uncomfortable and now I can go into any social situation. I don't feel that like terror when I, yeah. like I can public speak and I'm not sweating and like terrified. Yeah. So it's just been life changing, but it's so personal. And I think that everyone has to really explore that with their like doctor on their own. Yeah. Um, but there's, I just want to like destigmatize either option, right? Like, cause yeah. I think sometimes there's a lot of shame either way. Yeah. Whether, um, like a lot of people think like, Oh, if I need like medication to like be able to function, there's something wrong with me, but no, like it could just be that like you have that much trouble focusing or just like, right. it's like, you're so untreated that like you might even need it just to get started. And then you might learn other coping mechanisms over time where you could even like try to go off the medication because there are plenty of ways to treat ADHD. If you're totally against medication there, like you should be in therapy because your therapist will teach you so many different things you can do to help. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. It's leaving my mind. It's, help. Like, it's mostly too with like the executive dysfunction, right? Like yes. tips and tricks yeah. to like really manage your life. Yeah. And I think if you are on meds, like those are still really useful. Like yeah. it is not just medication does not solve all. No. It um, <laughs> and I also think that like I was anti-meds for so long and mm-hmm. I started on antidepressants and what I like really came to terms <laughs> with. Yeah. Like what I came to terms with was that like, I took it away as like a good, bad. I took it away from my personality and my ability and I was like your brain quite literally has this chemical and this chemical yeah. and it has a shortage of this one and if it yeah. had more of it all of your systems be working as a brain yeah. is like intended to do yeah this medication assist with that you are not weak for needing to like supplement yeah. a chemical in your brain and yeah. like that took away the stigma for me and like made it just so much more scientific um but you know ultimately everyone again I'm sounding like a broken record but like 
has to make a personal decision because I'm not, not going to be a med pusher, but like, you know, yeah. pros and cons. Yeah, no, there's pros and cons. And that's why it's good to like talk with a therapist and a psychiatrist. Um, and I am going to be pushy about you should talk to a psychiatrist if you can, not just like your primary care. Yes. Your primary care doctor might start you on a medication and that can be good. But um, you'll want to get to a psychiatrist at some point because they know so much more about those specific medications that they can help with doing tweaks of it or being like, well, this medication's similar, but it's going to help more with this thing. Yes. So like I started on my, um, my SSRI, my antidepressant um, with my primary care doctor, but mm-hmm. that was just like to get started on it. And then while I was right. on that, I was looking for a psychiatrist yes. and a therapist, but that was just like to get me kickstarted because I was like really deep down a hole. Yes. So I like, went in, I like went in for a checkup or something else. And she was like, have you thought about taking anxiety meds? Like, I think we should talk about it. And I was like, yeah. okay. Um, and like, she <laughs> yeah, was like, let's chat. And I was like, Okay. So like, I will say it can be like scary to start something like that, especially like if you have anxiety, which is what my issue was because you're going to be anxious about starting a new medication and that's totally okay and valid. Like let yourself feel anxious and nervous about starting a new medication. There's nothing wrong with that. And it totally, it makes sense. It's valid. You're putting something in your body that you've never had before, Totally. but maybe just don't like count it out completely. Like maybe allow yourself to have that discussion about the possibility at least, um, if not actually trying it. So, um, yeah. Well, I I don't know if this is true for you, but one of my big fears was like, I wouldn't get it right the first time when I was going to be on all these different meds and it wasn't going to be myself. And I'm like, I feel more myself. Like I had this weird sensation for a lot of my life where I was like, I don't feel like myself. Like I know how I should be feeling and I'm not that. And once I like properly got my like chemicals in line, I'm like, yes, like this is the person I know I am, but I meet with my psych every two to four weeks. And like, we are constantly adjusting and figuring out what's working, what's not. And like, sure, it's an iterative process, but like to your point, don't be afraid to at least like try and stick through it. If it's something that you're choosing to do, because maybe the first one doesn't work, but the second one might. And you just never know. Yeah. I've tried a couple of different medications and I will say that also, I didn't want to have to do that because it's annoying, but like I was on two different, um, antidepressants before I was on like the right one for me. Like, um, I don't know what I started. Oh, I started on Zoloft. That was yeah. not for me. And it gave me so many side effects, not for me, but then I started on Lexapro and I was like, my brain isn't anxious anymore. And I don't feel like I'm going to throw up every morning. Like the Zoloft caused. Ah, yeah. <laughs> so, yes, yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah. So also if you have side effects, don't ignore them. When your doctor asks you, like, do you have any side effects? Tell them because they'll let you try something else. Right. And also though, like, remember that like they, and your doctor will tell you this, like some medications will give you side effects for like the first two weeks. And if it, like, if it continues concern, but like, there is always to your point, like like, you're putting something new in your body, there's going to be an adjustment. Like Zola for me worked amazing. Mm -hmm. And then we added in Wellbutrin because the Zola made me sleepy. And now I'm also on my ADHD meds. And I'm like, you know what, big pharma, you're welcome. Like here is, (laughs) I I have opened my body to you and I've just accepted it. Yes, definitely. But yeah, so definitely it can give you side effects at first, but if it continues after like a month, your doctor will probably want to try you on something else. And that's fine because it'll probably work better for you since everybody's body is like made up different chemically. Um, Like the chemicals you're putting in your body will also react differently. Totally. And also to your point, like 
be honest with your psych, like every piece of it. Like you need to tell them every detail because that is going to tailor your medication. Like do not hide. Like if you smoke weed, but you're embarrassed to tell them, like you have to tell them everything because otherwise like the process would, it's not going to go well if they don't have all the information. Yeah. 100% because that, like if you smoke weed, like it might interact with something they're trying to give you in a Mm -hmm. bad way, or it just might like counteract the medication. So right. then you'll be like, why isn't this working for me? But it's right. because they didn't know you were smoking weed every day. And right. that's like counteracting the drug you're also taking every day. Exactly. Exactly. So it's all, all about full transparency with them so that like everything and your like your life is working for you. You're not yeah. trying to secret it. Yeah. You, you can secret it with other people if you choose, but like not your physicians and like psychiatrists. Yeah, definitely not. Yeah. And definitely, like we said, so just to recap, therapy is helpful. <laughs> Love it. Yes. Don't knock a medication. At least discuss it with someone if you're struggling. Like, don't be like, oh, I'm afraid of it. So I'm never going to try it. Think about it. You don't have to take it if you don't want to, but it's good to talk to somebody about your options. Absolutely. Talk to somebody about it. And if you think you have ADHD, go get an evaluation. (laughs) Right. The worst thing they say is no. Yeah. The best thing they say is yes. And then you have like a toolbox at your disposal now to like handle things. Exactly. Uh, and you also might find out you have something else that like was presenting as ADHD. Right. A hundred percent. And like for me, a lot of my anxiety dep- and depression went away when I got diagnosed with ADHD, which is very common among women. So it's all related. Uh, and to your point, the last thing I think is like, be honest and like be curious and tell them everything because you never know what's relevant or not relevant. Yeah. And if you see, I have like brought things up to my psychiatrist and my therapist that I've seen on TikTok about like ADHD or about specific medications. And they're never like, oh my God, you saw that on TikTok. They're always like, oh yeah, like we can talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. Don't think they're going to judge you either for being like, oh, I've read this online. Like they're going to be happy that you didn't just believe it and you brought it up to them to like discuss it further. Right. And also you came informed, right? Like not yeah. whether you're right or wrong, you came in having done some information yeah. and like you're, you're taking an active role and like, mm-hmm. like that dialogue is really where the progress is going to be made between the two yeah. of you. So I think therapy that applies for like anything, honestly. Yeah. But like, just like, there's no shame, especially now with the prevalence of TikTok. Like, I just don't yeah. think it has the shame that maybe people started feeling like early on. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But yeah. So if you have anything wrong with you, go see a therapist, go see a psychiatrist. That is like my biggest push on here always. I love that. I love how we just like totally went into like, this is how you take care of your mental health. And I I think that's so important in law school. And I actually have one, and I'm sure I'm, I'm I'm guessing you will agree with me, but I I recommend getting into therapy as you start law school, not waiting until law school gets too hard for you because by that time, it's like not going to be as helpful, right? Like you want to get ahead of the law school stress, Mm -hmm. not behind it. So that is also my pitch, like get in and as soon as you can, when you get here, everyone in law school should be in therapy. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. Yeah, yeah, no, everybody (laughs) should be in therapy, but especially if you're in an intense program like law school, I would think med school would be similar. Um, Anything intense like this, definitely get into therapy. You might not think you need it, but you'll just like learn tips and tricks as you go where you might then be able to like ward off a bunch of depression and anxiety that might come up or like, um, avoid becoming addicted or like drinking too much alcohol, becoming an alcoholic. There's a lot of things you can avoid if you take care of yourself ahead of time. 
Absolutely. Knowing that you're going to be going into a stressful environment for several years, or also then your career, um, knowing you're going into a stressful um, environment, you should prepare yourself for it instead of waiting to see if you can stick it out because you want to be tough. Like just give yourself the tools you need ahead of time. And you'll actually end up being more successful in school then because you won't be like battling crippling depression that like was caused by um, law school without like being prepared for it ahead of time. Absolutely. I also think in this same pitch, like figure out what type of bodily movement is good for you. Like I, not everyone is going to exercise the same way. And I don't even think it has to be like exercise, like long walks, whatever it might be, build that in and make time for it. Yeah. Also, I'm like, and this is like related, but rest is so important. And like, that can look like a lot of different things, sleeping short, but also like Netflix, like getting your brain just to turn off. And like, when you do that, you have to commit to it. Otherwise you're wasting time in two ways, right? Like you're not studying and you're not resting. So like both are important. Um, and all of that, like coming in, if you can like think about that as you start, it's really good to start with healthy habits and not like try to figure it out when you're a 2L or a 3L and like you're kind of set in your ways already. Yeah, no, definitely. So try to get into that stuff ahead of time. Like I started therapy like five months before law school. And like, Mm -hmm. that was so helpful because it helped me with the transition too of like moving and the transition of like starting school again, since I'd been working for a year. Right. So if you're someone, especially that, you know, yourself and you know, you struggle with transitions like that, Mm -hmm. try to get into therapy before starting school if you're able to obviously not everybody's able to and they might be waiting like to have like free therapy at school because most schools have counselors and psychiatrists that you can talk to there but if you're able to and you know you struggle with transitions try to get into therapy ahead of time because that it'll help you so much like my transition to law school was so much smoother than like every time I would go out to San Diego for school every year I was like it was so easy I was like we did it. <laughs> like, look at me and the benefits of investing in my mental health. We love to see it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So that is our advice on that. <laughs> yes. That it just to sum up, just like take care of yourself in advance. Yes. Take care of yourself. Life advice. <laughs> yes. And take advantage of the free mental health um, programs at your school too. Yeah. And I would say like two things on that, just like briefly, every school is different. Um, they'll reach capacity pretty quickly. So it's definitely something that you want to try and get in early. And and a lot of schools have a cap on how often you can see that person. And so I chose instead to go through someone through my health insurance, um, my school health insurance, because I and I had unlimited, right? And like, for me, I knew I was going to go weekly and like, I was going to cap, like read my max too quickly. So depending on what's right for you, like both are options, but the free resource is a really great way, especially if you've never done like therapy before, just to like get in there because it's so easy comparatively. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I actually, the first time I went to therapy was when I was in undergrad and it was through the free one at my school. It was like the first time I did it. And I was like, wow, I like this. But then I left school and I like got out of it for a while. But then um, during the pandemic, I was like, we need to go back. (laughs) It's like very, yeah, very similar. I went when I was an undergrad and she was like, this is my joke. I mean, I'm sure it wasn't just this, but she was like, wow, you have a lot to unpack. So I'm going to waive the like eight max and you can come weekly until you graduate. I'm like, Oh, that is both touching and concerning. Thank you so much. But it was like life changing, right? Like I learned so much about myself. Then I got out of it. And then when my dad passed, I like immediately got back in. So I was like, yeah. I know this is not going to go well. Yeah. Um, and then I moved here, transitioned to someone here and I just yeah. cannot recommend it more. No, it's amazing. And if you're able to keep the same therapist, like through transitions, 
that mm-hmm. is ideal, but like sometimes you do have to switch. So especially if you're in states and there's like licensing issues and all of that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Thankfully for me, since um my insurance was like New Hampshire based and I'm from New Hampshire, I was yeah. able to keep my like New Hampshire therapist. Amazing. Um, so far, but um, we'll see how that changes because she's moving. But I think she said she's going to be able to keep her New Hampshire clients with some, I don't know, some therapist licensing thing that I don't understand. But everyone is different. I know also for the pandemic, they were like allowing for more like students to be able to do it. I don't know. It's all confusing. Leaving yeah, lots of things. Yeah. 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 Too. Right. Unclear how that will continue. Long story short, therapy, good, consistency, great being preemptive best like that is exercise in some form whether it's walking or like full body cardio or something I also have been really into stretching lately like I love love stretching like yes yes yoga is amazing I just have no time currently so I like will do a 12 minute stretch on my own and I'm like wow I feel so much better than if I just like sat here like a shrimp at my desk which which is like how I sit so yeah any movement of your body is better than no movement yeah, I got my dog um, this past year because I wanted to have her for law school because she would force me into movement then because yes. I was like, I'm going to be in the city. So I'm going right. to have to leave to go walk her. I can't just like right. walk her in the yard. Yeah. So um, that is why I got my puppy. She is an angel generally. Um, yes. Sometimes she turns into an evil demon at night. But in general, she's very good for my mental health in terms of yes. making me move. And just like dogs are, and cats, like pets in general are very good for your mental health. I got my cat in college as an emotional support cat. Love him my to death. Support dog. Yes. Um, that's how he gets to live in the Harvard apartment is he, if I was like, my, my therapist was like, she really needs this. And I'm like, again, I don't sound great on paper, but I do. Um, <laughs> it's fine. Um, but he doesn't go on walks, which is why I like cats. Like I like to walk when I want to, but I do not want to be required. Okay. So I love the low maintenance. I love mm-hmm. the, like, we cuddle only yeah. really. And that's, me um but I love the idea of like the dog being a built-in walking source yeah just for not me right like a different person yeah yeah no that's totally fair I just know that I otherwise would not walk like in the winter I don't go outside I'm like it's cold I'm not leaving my house I haven't so, left in two days like it is exactly. so cool yeah, yeah. no so now Lorelai forces me to walk because I'm well, like Lorelai Gilmore Girls I'm assuming Gilmore Girls yes totally. yes <laughs> Yes, definitely Gilmore Girls. But so she forces me to walk and I knew I was going to need that because I just like, I can't motivate myself otherwise to get up. Like I would lay in the same spot all day. So, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's about accurate. I will need to force myself out and like actually breathe fresh air, but like, it probably won't be today. Like maybe tomorrow. We'll see. You never know. (laughs) It has to be tomorrow. I have to leave you. I have an appointment. So there okay, we go. So I it'll be tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah, it's January yeah. in Boston. It's not your fault. <laughs> oh, oh my God. No, yesterday was like nine degrees, feels like negative nine. And I was like, no, ours was seven, feels like negative seven. Yeah, I was like, I won't be doing right. that. I, I'm, I will not be participating in this activity. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. But yeah, so lots of fun. We love dogs. We love therapy. We Thank love you. mental we health. Love and we love law school. <laughs> and, yeah, and speaking of law school, I have class in 15 minutes. So All right. Let's- I. I'm going to have to run from you very soon. Yes, let's wrap this up. Okay, we do two quick segments at the end. They each take like All a right. minute. And then totally. we'll the episode. Okay, right. the first segment is called the how to be a better person segment. So Amazing. it's like a tip of something good you can do for people, the environment, um, animals, the volunteer thing, like whatever you're feeling. So I can go first so you have a minute to think. Okay, perfect. Okay, so mine for today, let's see, I have it written down. Mm-mm-mm. 
Oh, to use, yeah, to use public transit whenever you can, because it's better for the planet and it lessens the traffic on the streets too. (laughs) That is good. That is a good one. I am, I don't know if this qualifies, but I think really making time to actually ask your friends, how are they doing? Like, I think so often, right? Like we just talk and like, we assume we know, but like really creating spaces for vulnerability among friendships, particularly when we're in the world we're in right now, I think can be Mm -hmm. so, so helpful. And people are afraid, right? Like people are afraid of vulnerability and like, even with their closest friends. And I think creating that space and making that a norm Mm -hmm. is like great for them and for you. And so that would be my, my big advice. No, I love that. That's great. We've had ones, um, like around that similar vibe before that totally counts. Perfect. Love, love, perfect. love when it counts. understood the assignment. That was perfect. <laughs> so rare that I do. And so I love when I do. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Okay. And then our next segment is generally a fun thing to do in New York City. But if you don't have a New York City thing, you can give a Boston thing too. It's a big city too. So we'll let it go. <laughs> okay. Okay. Do you have your, do you go first or do you, is it just me? I can go first. Uh, let okay. me think of one. I can go first. I forgot to think of one of these, but we can do it. <laughs> I, I just don't feel qualified to do New York yet. That's so fine. I can do Boston. I will have to do I Boston. Can, you know, I can do Boston too, actually. I'm from the Boston area. We'll do a Boston oh. day today. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Shout out to Boston. Okay. Shout out to Boston today. Okay. So my fun thing to do in Boston is going to be... <laughs> I had one and then it lost my brain. Oh, I actually haven't been to this yet, but I'd like to. My roommate went to it. There is like a restaurant or a bar in Boston now that like is a ship. I forget what it's. You probably know what it is. It's called something ship. And it's like you're on a ship, but that like is the restaurant. I think I've seen it. I think isn't it by tall ship or something? Yeah, I think it's between like at the bridge, right? Where like you move into seaport. I have not been there. I believe one of the things that was like so devastating, right? Like among far more devastating things, but like with the pandemic, I didn't really explore the food scene of this area. Mm -hmm. And like also as a one, I had no money. I still don't, but like I have more loans now. Um, and so I've been doing loans now. Yeah, I do. I do. Well, I have some income and then like a lot of loans. Um, yeah, that's That's me right now. (laughs) Like that's, that is a law school summed up, but I've been exploring more restaurants and bars. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to give a shout out to the best bar I have found for like cocktails here in in Boston, technically Cambridge, um, central, well, it's actually, I think union square Mm -hmm. it's called back bar and it's like rated one of the top cocktails, like in the country. I didn't realize this. It's incredible. Like their menu itself, always changing, but delicious, but they are so good at like off the cuff. Like you tell them, like, mm-hmm. I like, you know, lemon and herbs and they come yeah. back with just like a, a masterpiece. Um, okay, and so I am a big fan I of a craft cocktail. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, I like am now regretting. I'm like, if it gets so popular, it's already like, you need to get there early, but it's amazing. Yeah. Highly okay. Okay, I'm gonna have to try it out. That sounds delicious. Yeah. If you do, tell me what you think and what you order because I'm always living vicariously. Yes, 100%. I will let you know. Okay, Perfect. so that is our episode for today, everyone. So, Nicole, do you want to tell people where they can follow you? Sure. Yes, I'm primarily on TikTok. I do have an Instagram account, but it's not really that well used. Um, but both handles are the same. It's at Nicole Patricia. It's spelled N I C H O L L E P A T R. I-C-I-A. My parents made it complicated, but that is where you can find me. (laughs) We love that. Okay. And then, you know, you can follow us at Legally Couture Podcast on Instagram. I'm in the process of making a TikTok for it. The account exists. 
There's nothing on it, but you can follow. It's also legally a couture podcast on okay. TikTok. And then you can follow my personal. It's erin.lindsay13 on Instagram and erin.13.13 on TikTok. I'm actually meaning to change those so they're the same. So I'm going to do that today. But um, that's my handle right now. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you so much for having me. This has been so fun. Yes, no, it was so much fun. All right. Thank you. Okay, bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs>